Christine Esposito, and welcome to this new happy podcast. Codex Beauty, founded in Silicon Valley, is a beauty collective that uses organic and vegan ingredients, plant-based preservatives, and sustainable packaging. Its first line is a set of skincare products with ingredients that originate in the forests and rocky shores of Ireland. Today, founder Barbara Paldus is here to discuss this range and how Codex Beauty is building its business on key pillars that include ingredient purity, product efficacy, and quality manufacturing. Hey, well, uh, welcome, Barbara, and thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you much for having me. Excited. That works. I'd have you on the line as well. So you know what? Let's um, start off right away by um, if you can just give me and um, the listeners a quick rundown of who Codex Beauty is. So Codex Beauty is a global collective of various collections uh, based on different geographies around the world that solve specific skin problems. Our first collection, the Bia collection, where Bia means food in Gaelic, uh, comes from Ireland, and it has three basic purposes. The first is to hydrate, the second is to nourish, and the third is to cleanse. And those are the three fundamental um, key functions of the skincare line for anybody starting skincare, and it's our most basic line, um, and it comes from the Irish coast because Ireland has a very unique combination of terrestrial and marine ingredients, and actually all of our other collections are coming from places around the world with coastlines because we really want to combine the benefits of both marine and terrestrial ingredients. Oh, that's definitely really cool. Thanks for giving me that background on, um, you know, Bia, because I wasn't really sure where that came from, but it's interesting to hear. So I'm wondering, so what are some of the strengths and focus, obviously, which you just kind of mentioned, but, you know, how does this set your company apart from other skincare brands or um, other skincare companies that are out there? Right. So um, we have a couple points that we believe we're very unique on. The first is that we looked at the various preservative systems that are out there, and all of them have issues and all of them have risks. And so we wanted to have a preservative system that was technically edible, which is not something you would do with a paraben. It's not something you would do with formaldehyde. And you wouldn't even do that with preservatives like benzyl benzoate or phenoxyethanol that are now the more common preservatives used in, quote, organic or natural beauty. And so we developed our own plant-based preservative system, which is patent pending, uh, which avoids synthetic preservatives completely. And we've done a lot of testing through preservative efficacy testing on it, uh, allergy testing, and it's a combination of ferments from various foods, so things like yogurt ferment, coconut ferment, corn ferment, as well as a food preservative, potassium sorbate, in a very low level to prevent any kind of allergy, but that's used in everything from ice cream to chewing gum. Um, so that the plant-based preservative system was our first kind of platform, and that will be used across all of our collections and all of our lines. Um, the second is that basically we've gone with ethnobotanists all around the world, and our first line B, as I mentioned, meaning food, is to really nourish, hydrate, and cleanse the skin. We'll have follow-on lines that solve things like urban pollution and sun protection. We will have another line for anti-aging. We're going to have another line for mommy and baby, and then we'll have a specific line geared towards acne and other types of topical skin problems, including eczema and psoriasis, which will be more of a medical line much later on. But as you can see, we're kind of building a portfolio of problem-solving global formulas from all around the world. And so our next line, which we'll be introducing in early uh, 2020, will actually be from South South America, so the Patagonian 
part of South America. So we're very excited to be announcing that soon. Um, and then in terms of packaging, we've really tried to maintain and minimize our carbon footprint and to be as sustainable as possible. So we've embraced a new type of plastic. It's called green polyethylene plastic, and it reduces carbon footprint by 80%. So uh, as much as we can, so things like oil still need to go into glass, uh, which has a very high carbon footprint, but all of our cream-based and wash-based products are in these green polyethylene airless tubes, and the airless basically is another preservative system enhancing technology. It also helps you get all the product out of the tube um, so you're not scraping or having to cut the tube. Um, but they're made from sugar cane. And that means it's a sustainable, non-petrochemical-based plastic. Um, and the whole process actually is interesting because the manufacturing plant where they make the plastic uses the sugarcane waste and incinerates it to create the electricity to power the plant. So the overall carbon footprint of this type of manufacturing process is really, really low. The packaging is fully recyclable, can go through standard recycling processes. In fact, we'll be putting together a recycling program next year for all of our users who want to return empty tubes so that we can make sure that they do not end up in the ocean, they do not end up in the garbage bins of around the world. And so we are also very dedicated to minimizing carbon footprint. We see that as one of the primary problems in the world. And then also sustainable sourcing and ethical sourcing. So we're actually forming local partnerships with local organic farmers, with wild harvesting foragers, in order to support the local economies, as well as native Indian tribes um, in some of these, or Inuit tribes basically in these various other parts of the world, um, so that we are actually compliant with the ethical and ethno-intellectual property rights of these tribes. Because we want to, again, make sure that the credit comes back to the people with whom these formulas originated. Oh, that sounds really great. I know um, it sounds like Codex PD is really kind of addressing all of the major um, points that consumers want to see in terms of their products and how a company operates. And I want to just kind of jump into um, that a little bit deeper in terms of you mentioned things like your plant-based uh, preservative system and the pe special packaging and the kind of um, ingredients that you're looking for. So how does that all work in terms of how you go out and you find the ingredient suppliers and your packaging partners? How do you go about finding them and picking the companies that you want to work with? So it's actually an extensive qualification process because we have a regulatory team. So I think we're probably also one of the few um, indie beauty companies that already have an international regulatory and quality group. And those groups go out and audit. And so they will actually go visit every single raw material supplier that we have, our manufacturers. So one of the other differentiators is that our manufacturer, uh, manufacturing partner also produces uh, clinical dermatological topical products and other things that are FDA regulated and EMEA regulated. And so they adhere to what is called good manufacturing practice and they manufacture all of our products with full automation in a clean room space. So it basically looks like a semiconductor clean room fab uh, where people are gowned. There's a lot of robotics, so there's a minimization of human touch of the products. And all of those processes are essentially monitored and regulated by our internal groups. And then they go out and do the sourcing and do the overview of the raw materials. Um, we obviously go through third-party certifications in order to assure the consumer that we are being audited, not just we're auditing our supply chain, but we're being audited by external third parties. So we've adopted the Cosmos EcoCert 
certification. We've adopted the EWG verified certification and then also vegan and leaping bunny because we want to guarantee to our users that we're cruelty free. So we then go and every single one of our product undergoes the certification process again to assure the user through an independent third party that everything we're saying is fully transparent. Oh, that's great. So you know, can we dig into some of the current products that you do have? Is there one that um, is considered a hero skew or one that you kind of believe um, is elevated or kind of really calls out who your company is? Um, I would say that it's the superfood in the Bia collection, um, which is very unique because it uh, actually is based on Irish herbal tradition and Irish medicine and about 400 years of knowledge in Ireland, and in some cases dating back actually to 700, so that would be more like 1,300 years of traditional herbal medical knowledge, and it has the unique complex that we call the Bia complex because that came from Ireland. And it also, it's a skin superfood, so we wanted to also call out the Gaelic name of word for food as in Bia. So it's kind of a very nourishing protective complex. Okay, can you tell me a little bit more about some of the ingredients that are in that complex? Absolutely. So the first ingredient, and what I should also say is what's unique about the ingredients in the Bia complex, I mean, it's also a patent pending, um, you can think of it as formulation, is that we do both the water-based infusions and oil infusions because oils and water draw different kinds of bioactive compounds out of the plant. And so the water draws the hydrophilic and the oil draws the lipophilic or hydrophobic. And so that way when we then re-emulsify together, we're getting and we're capturing actually the full nutritional or medicinal value of the plant. So the first plant is calendula, which is a firming and soothing plant. Um, the second is comfrey, which has karyolytic, so it basically removes the outer layer of the skin to rejuvenate it. But comfrey was also known as a bone healing plant. And they it used to be used in setting bones to accelerate the healing. So it, in fact, has a lot of really neat cellular regenerative properties. Then heart disease allows you to retain moisture in the skin, whereas Immortelle allows you to form a protective film. So basically those help you hydrate and moisturize and lock in that moisture. And the main moisturization comes from marshmallow, which is a form of mallow flower. And that really helps also plump and protect the skin. So it's a combination of soothing. So if you have dry, irritated skin, if, you, if that skin is dry and flaky, the comfrey basically will help strip those outer dry layers and rejuvenate the layers underneath. And then the heartsease and marshmallow basically help moisturize and retain that moisture, and the immortelle creates a protective film. So you can think of it as, as the five combination superpower for eliminating dry skin, for plumping it, for firming it, and our clinical trial results have shown all of that. They've shown a 52% increase in hydration of the skin um, after a couple of weeks of use. They've shown firming of the skin, and they've shown regeneration of the skin. So we're very excited. And you can find all those results, all that data on our website. Okay, some great sounding ingredients in that. You know, it sounds to me like Codex Beauty is really taking um, a real scientific and sound approach to how it's developing your um, skincare products and, you know, dealing with things like efficacy and testing and the quality manufacturing. But I'm wondering, you know, you are a newer brand in the skincare space. So what are some of the biggest challenges you're facing right now? And how do you see that your company has the strength or the capabilities to overcome those um, obstacles? So I would say the biggest challenge in the 
beauty industry overall, specifically in the clean beauty space, is that it is a very, very crowded space. And there are a lot of companies out there that are making unsupported claims. And so that's why we publish, if you go to our website and you go to each product page and you go to the data tab, we show you how the study was designed. It was done by a third-party um, you know, professional um, uh, clinical study group. And then we show you specific claims and specific the, the way the instrument by which it was measured and the results, but the results quantified in a way, not just user experiential results, but these were actually measured with real instruments. They were quantified. And so as an example on the Skin Superfood, you know, looking at skin flakiness that we talked about earlier, um, there's an instrument called the DSQUAM. And what that does is you remove, basically you put, you can think of it as a piece of tape um, that you put on top of the skin. And then basically you look at the protein content and that basically gives you kind of a skin turnover rate. And 100% of the test subjects in our case experienced a 40.5% decrease in skin flakiness after four weeks of use, so 28 days of use of the product. So we give you exactly the results and exactly of how the product performed, not like, you know, users experienced an improvement. To me, that's meaningless. You know, wh how much of an improvement? Um, you know, what kind of, you know, can you measure that improvement? How can you quantify that improvement? So I would say really um, communicating our brand, communicating with precision the results, and getting above the noise are really our biggest challenges right now in the space because it's so crowded. Um, how did we intend to overcome it? Um, well, I'm personally funding the company, and you know we're patient. Um, I came out of the biotech pharma equipment industry. There, it's an FDA-regulated space. It takes about six to seven years for a market to really adopt a new technology. We had to sit it out and tough it out, and so I believe that over time, a lot of kind of the bolus and influx of small indie beauty brands is going to die down, especially if we go into a recession next year. Um, and then the space will kind of clean out with the survivors. And I believe that if we can really maintain our ethical stance, our scientific stance, share the data with users, I believe at the end of the day that consumers are smart. Consumers want to be educated. Consumers want to understand the products that they're using. And that our products also have a great experience for users. And that once they really see that the claims are borne out in their own experience of the products. It's not just data from a third-party clinical lab um, that we can generate a very loyal following, but I'm also expecting it to take somewhere between three to five years. So we're in it, we're in it for the long run. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like you're in it for the long haul and you're going to be patient, which is, I think is um, critical, obviously, in this space, but it's also a difficult position almost to um, hold on to because, you know, you are waiting for that kind of um, upswing in terms of, you know, user acceptance and, you know, getting that presence in the marketplace. But we're definitely going to be keeping a close eye on your company, um, obviously, as we move into 2020. I wonder um, if you can also, you know, you mentioned some of the new products that you do have in the pipeline. Is there anything else that we can expect from Codex Beauty in 2020 in terms of either product launches or new initiatives or ways you're going to go out there and get that message across to your um, consumer base? Absolutely. So we actually just this week launched a set of four cold process soaps where we actually took, again, a very ancient way of making soap to maximize the glycerin and the fatty content so it remains hydrating, it's not stripping and then to add in essential oils and key ingredients to give uh, specific functions from cleansing and detoxification to moisturization, hydration, etc. So we just launched those this week. We're very excited about it. 
we're going to be announcing a wash-off cleansing oil in December, um, which is basically for makeup removal so that we can start expanding um, how the range is used. Um, we will be introducing um, another four products in 2020 that are add-ons to the BIA collection um, as well, and then a body collection next year for BIA in 2020. Um, and then finally, as I mentioned, we'll have the South American line coming out in the spring for urban defense, sun protection, and anti-pollution regeneration, which we're very, very excited about. We're still doing a lot of filing of intellectual property and other things, so I can't really talk too much about it. And then I would say the biggest thing you can expect from Codex is we've decided to go international first. Um, the international space is much less crowded than the U.S. market, so we're actually launching in China. We're launching in the Middle East. Um, next month, we're launching in um, about six or seven different European countries in January. We're doing very, very, very well in Ireland and the UK, where we actually initially launched. And then we'll be coming to kind of smaller, very specific retailers in the US. We're excited that we'll be launching with Anthropology actually online in December. And we're trying in the US to keep as much to an online model and a DTC model and possibly a pop-up model. Um, to really start getting the brand message across first before we go into bricks and mortar in the U.S., which is far more complicated, I think, than the rest of the world. But there are, globally, there are some absolutely amazing retailers and amazing smaller retail chains that really educate the consumers. And in Europe, they do this through local pharmacies where the pharmacies carry beauty products and the salespeople there are just incredibly educated and well-trained, and we're excited by doing that. Um, to really be able to bring our transparency and our science into the market. And so we'll see how it goes internationally, and then you know, we're continuing to educate people in the U.S. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking us through, um, through all of that. There is, um, sounds like there is definitely a lot going on in Codex Beauty right now, and a lot we should also be keeping our eyes out for in 2020. So Barbara, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for the opportunity, and you have a great day. Thanks. Thank you.